Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 83. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to take the opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, we come and put together a podcast where we answer a question concerning a topic or a subject that really may not be addressed in a morning service or in a Sunday school lesson or even in a Bible study, but they're the kind of questions that you face on a day-to-day routine, life-in-life-out situation. And so we're coming here and we try to discuss those questions to bring you some answers from the scripture. And today's question is really one that really is very, very important to the Christian life. In fact, to be honest with you, it's one, especially if you're reading older Christian material, you'll see mentioned often. Sadly, it's one that's not talked about a lot today in modern Christianity in North America, but it is still very, very important because the Bible teaches it. You're saying, what in the world are you talking about, George? Well, I'm talking about the whole issue of surrender, surrendering to God. In fact, we're going to discuss the question today, what does it mean to surrender to God? What does it mean to surrender to God? So what we're going to do today is is we're going to talk about the current situation for a moment in Christianity in North America, maybe talk about why we're in that situation And then we're going to look at this whole issue of surrender. We're going to talk, first of all, about what is the definition of surrender. And then we're going to look at a key verse of Scripture found in the book of Romans where it very specifically talks about this issue of surrender. It doesn't use the word surrender, but it uses what we find is the definition of surrender to express a greater truth. And from that, we're going to talk about the different levels of surrender that we see in the scripture that you and I need to uh, be a part of. Okay, so let's talk about our current situation and our current status in the U.S. You know, I've been pastoring now over 20 years, so I've seen a lot in 20 years since the time that I got out of seminary, through my studies in seminary, and then as I have been studying and on my own and been involved in church ministry, there is a trend and has been for a long time of trying, and and rightfully so, of trying to get as many people to come to know Christ as their Savior as possible. And with that, there's been, rightly or wrongly, a change in how we have presented the gospel, that is the good news of Jesus Christ, that you and I as sinners are going to hell, and because of Christ and his sacrifice on the cross, if we would come 
to him recognizing our sinfulness and give our lives to him in faith, we would receive eternal life, forgiveness of sins. And that is what should be the presentation that we present. Now, what's happened, though, is is that in our eagerness to see as many people saved as possible, I hate to use the word watered down, but I, I really can't, well, maybe I should use the word simplify. We've simplified our presentation to simply having people recognize that Jesus has done something for them, and they need only accept that into their life, and therefore they can uh, come to him in salvation. Missing from the whole presentation of the gospel today is the issue of personal responsibility for the sin in our lives and the recognition of that personal responsibility and the consequence of that sin being death and hell. So therefore, people can come just to Jesus, believe that he died for, for, for them on the cross, and simply they just need to believe and they're saved. And there is an element that is missing from our gospel presentations, and that is the whole issue of surrendering our lives, of giving up ourselves to the God who died for us. And oftentimes, not intentionally, but this subtle shift into simplicity, we've ignored that actually the gospel calls us not just to faith, but to commitment to Christ. And with that commitment, that means surrender. So here we are in this situation. And so today you don't see very much discussion concerning the whole issue of surrendering to God. You won't find very many books about it. In fact, if you go to the bestseller list, what you're going to find is, is a whole lot of books about Amish romances, but no, hardly any books at all about theology. But with that, any discussion about the Christian life is usually self-help, but never about the issue of surrendering. So what does surrender mean? Well, surrender means giving up all my rights to someone else. It's actually a military term that when I surrender to an invading army, I give up my rights and I place myself in their control. And they're the ones who are now in control to do with me whatever they please. And that is the concept of surrender. And that's the concept that has been shared for centuries in Christianity as far as our surrendering ourselves to God. Now you say, okay, George, that's wonderful. I'm glad it's been in Christianity for centuries. But where does the Bible talk about that kind of thing? Well, if we go all the way over to Romans, Paul's epistle to the Romans, chapter 12, listen to the very first verse. And he's saying it here, really with emphasis. Notice the words he uses, I beseech you. Okay, so he's talking about that you and I are being urged by him to take note of what he's going to say here. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. All right, let's stop for him. What mercies of God? Well, in the earlier chapters, chapters 5 well, actually, from chapters 1 up through chapter 6, he's talked about our need for Christ. All humanity is condemned. All has fallen short. Faith coming through Christ. 
and the work of Christ in our life, because of those truths, we are now to do something. He's urging you and I to do something. So here he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Okay, I'm supposed to present myself to God, surrender myself as a living sacrifice. So that means I'm giving up my life to him continually. Not a one-time sacrifice, but as a living sacrifice. And this is how God views my surrender. It's holy, acceptable to God, and is your reasonable service. Your reasonable service. Now, what, what does that emphasize there? This is what is proper for believers, to surrender their lives to Jesus, to God. So, okay, so how, what, where, where is this issue of surrender? How does it illustrate itself in my life? Well, there's different levels of surrender. Okay, we've already mentioned how the first one is not being emphasized, but it has to be there because it is part of the gospel. And that's this. The first level of surrender in a believer's life occurs when they come to Jesus in salvation. When you get saved, you surrender your life to Christ. What do you mean by that? When you get saved, you're recognizing that you need Jesus for your salvation, because without Christ, you stand condemned. You've been in charge of your life. You've been influenced by the devil. You've been influenced by your own flesh. You've been influenced by the world. You stand condemned as a sinner. And here is Christ who has given his life for you on the cross. He has provided for you salvation. And so you come to him in salvation, recognizing who he is, and you, by faith, give him your life. That is surrendering, folks. You give up your life to him. That is the first level. It happens in the area of salvation. The second area, and I would say this is the final area, occurs many times in our Christian life, and it happens during our Christian life. So it's a surrender during your Christian life for greater intimacy with God and greater power for service. Okay, so this second level of, of surrender that you and I need to be a part of is really has to do with I'm surrendering areas of my life to Christ as the Holy Spirit reveals them to me so that I would have a greater intimacy with Jesus and greater power for service, serving him in whatever it is that he wants me to do. And so this brings up a spiritual truth here with regards to this second level of surrender. Surrendering in your life allows for the filling of the Spirit. Remember, we are told in Ephesians chapter 5, not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit of God. Well, how you get filled with the Spirit of God is when you give up your life, you give up control of your life, and you allow the Spirit to have control. That is what the filling is. So surrender allows the filling of the Spirit of God in your life. Now, you say, well, do I really need to do this? 
do I really need to give up my life to Jesus? In fact, in fact, a lot of what you hear today is, is you just need to come to Jesus and he'll bless you and you don't really need to give anything up. You can just keep going the way you're going. Well, have you noticed that people are just going the way they're going, but they're not really where they should be, and it's being reflected in their lives? Now, here's what I want you to see. Listen with me. If we go back over a few chapters, Romans chapter 6, listen to verse 13. Listen to what Paul says. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. All right, so he's saying, look, just don't give yourselves to allowing your bodies allowing your life to become instruments of sin, just doing your own thing. But listen to what he says here. But present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. So Paul's saying, look, you need to give yourself because you have been made alive from the dead. You need to give yourself to God to be instruments of righteousness in your life as the Holy Spirit uses you. Now you say, George, well, wait a minute now. Okay, so I see the need for surrender, but what does that, what does that, how does that surrender expressed in my life? I mean, how, how do I know that this is taking place? Well, I'm going to take you over to Galatians, another letter from Paul. Galatians chapter 2, this again is a verse that you hear oftentimes connected with a deeper relationship with Christ, and it comes through this whole issue of surrender. Listen to what Paul says. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. So he's talking about a surrendered life. I've been crucified with Jesus. I died with Jesus. It's no longer me living. It's him. I gave up control. I surrendered. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That, my friends, is the surrendered life. So, what does it mean to surrender your life to God? Well, it means giving him control of your life, letting go of the control of your life, giving him the areas of your life. And to be honest with you folks, we really need to hear that again in our lives as believers, as Christians. Finding Clarity Podcast is really just an opportunity to wrestle with questions that you and I face on a day-to-day -day basis. So there are several ways that you can keep up with the podcast. If you're on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Podcast. Simply like the page and you'll be able to keep up with what's happening through your news feed. You can also go to our website, kerwinsvillechristian.org, and go to the media page. You'll see a link there for the Finding Clarity Podcast. You can keep up with the latest podcast as well as go back and listen to older podcasts. You can subscribe to the podcast either through Google Play or iTunes by simply searching the Finding Clarity podcast. Subscribe to it and you'll be able to listen as well. I would encourage you to get our church app. It's actually an excellent resource, especially if you're a member here or if you attend here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church. And you can keep up with what's happening at the church, but you can also keep up with the podcast there as well as other media resources that we have available. 
Next week, we're going to wrestle with another question concerning the Christian life. And this question has to do with something that you and I find it really difficult to do. We really find it to be a struggle. You say, what in the world are you talking about, George? Well, it has to do with the issue of giving thanks. Now you know what I mean by the struggle? It's really hard to be thankful, especially in light of the things that are going on around us. So here's what we're going to look at next week. Here's the question. Why is giving thanks so important? Why is giving thanks important? Until next week, take care.